Camper. Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hi there, happy campers. It's Julia. Hey, it's Sammy. Uh, we are very excited to bring you an episode about my two favorite things in this world, summer camp and improv. Oh, man, I'm so excited. The combo is killing me. I'm jazzed up on, uh, on life and coffee right now. <laughs> uh, and I have two of my favorite improvisers in, uh, in the studio, a.k.a. my apartment, uh, with me right now. Uh, we've got Mr. Aaron. Hey, I was hoping we would be the two favorite things, but yep. this is a nice number two. <laughs> yep, and Mr. Rick. Hello. 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 I like how people get misters in front of their names. Uh, these two guys are, are great friends and great improvisers, and they are going to talk about their experience and their involvement with this really cool place called Camp Magnet. Camp Magnet. So Camp Magnet is based on the magnet comes from the Magnet Theater, which is one of the awesome uh, improv theaters in New York City, where they do they teach classes and have shows that are improv, sketch, storytelling, musical improv, anything that your comedy heart desires. And they started a program a couple years ago called Camp Magnet, where for three nights uh, in June, usually early June, uh, a lot of improvisers from the camp who are uh, new to improv oh, from or the theater imp- oh sorry from the theater oh my god who only got messed <laughs> up like, i'm so embarrassed i'm so <laughs> sorry 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 about that uh anyway so from the uh the theater who are like real skilled to, you know like been around theater for a long time or maybe they're new to improv and they want to kind of just dive in they sign up for this camp and they go into the woods and they get to know each other and have a great time and do improv and become best friends. Okay, this is what I assume because I never uh, went. Into the woods makes it sound like we there's no structure, like 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 physical <laughs> structure. We wander like into the woods. The hair is gold as corn. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> anyway, so again, this is like what I dream of a magical place where I get to do camp and improv at the same time. Uh, but luckily, as I said, Aaron and Rick are here to explain what it's really like and answer all our questions. So welcome. Hello. Hey. hey again uh Aaron will you start and tell us about your experience uh you know how many years you've gone to the camp uh what you do at Magnet and uh, what what made you sign up for the camp maybe the first place sure uh so this was my very first summer going to improv camp uh and it was one of the things where a lot of my friends at the theater had gone in previous years and were trying to convince me to go um and it was I was really back and forth on it for a very long time there were sort of two two groups of people who were pulling me in two different directions there were um it's sort of like there's two ways that someone can talk about something that you both share as a common interest there's like the way where they're getting you really excited about (laughs) it um you know like oh man you're you're really gonna love it like camp is one of my favorite places I go every year it's just the most positive experience and you get really close with people and it's great to be in nature and so that was really selling me on it and then there are the people where you share a common interest where suddenly you get really intimidated by it um and so I was a little bit drawn between the two of those because it is sort of like a, a, a camp atmosphere where there are people who've gone, I don't know, many years it's been seven? Ten or eleven. Oh, wow. That's yeah. way higher than what I thought. Mm-hmm. So there have been people who've been going all those years, um, and you're like, oh, man, I'm a little intimidated by the older, cooler campers or the more experienced campers. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was just, you know, <laughs> at a YOLO moment, and I said, uh, I'll go for it. And um, it was a, a really good point for me, actually, because it was um, – 
a point where I had just not gotten into an improv class that I'd wanted to get into, and I was having like a little bit of an, oh, I'm not feeling great about it, and then it just was like a, a great energizer and really energized me and was uh, everything the, the people said it would be about a wonderful experience and more. And just uh, I already really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I should just look you're at you the whole time. It's gonna make eyes. <laughs> you haven't really said anything, but I've been convinced. <laughs> I'm going to give no specifics. Now, I have, do I have to dissuade you from going? Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. how this works? Yeah, yeah. Now, Rick Camp, is the uh, really experienced guy who's going to intimidate Oh, her. my God. You have to go to camp. <laughs> oh, wait. Now I don't want to go. Um, I've been five years now uh, teaching each year. Um, it's the best. It's one of my favorite things every year. Um, like Aaron said, it's, it, it is that sense of – I think the thing that people – enjoy about an improv class that sense of like support and that kind of freedom to like play and like letting go of that like um internal critic that's just like you're an idiot stupid like i think that's what you get out of improv a little bit and i think camp is just like an extended feeling of that so um it's cool to like go into the city once a week and do a class and come out feeling great but then to like be there all weekend it's just got this warm energy to it that is really amazing and it really is like people of all different experience levels i mean like um, it's funny. I, I bet the people who are like so intense about it, like haven't even been that many years. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've probably been like twice or something like that. Cause you know, it's like some, some of the people have been a lot are performers and, and you know, they like, it's, it's not just, it's one of my favorite things about the magnet in general, but there's, there isn't this like, uh, who are you hierarchy, yeah. uh, which is really great. And I think camp is also like that. where like, I pretty much everybody's hanging out and there's no like clicks uh camp is open to anybody like uh it's you get a lot of people from the magnet but it's also other people in new york who do classes other places or people coming from other cities who've done improv um so and and so you know most people don't know most of the other people i would say i feel like i'm rare because i teach a lot of classes at the theater so i kind of know almost everybody coming in but a lot of people maybe know you know a couple people from classes and so you you leave it's one of those things where like you you go away for a weekend and then you come back and you have like 100 friend requests um and camp is really like a, a touchstone experience for people, I think. So you, when you are part of an improv theater, uh, especially as you're like still rising through the program, you go to the theater and you see different people perform on the stage every day. And there's like this dynamic of you in the audience and they're in the in the scenes and you sort of have the group that you come up through the program with and they're your friends. Um, but sort of like Rick was saying, because it's mixed levels and there are people um, sort of at all stages of their journey, you get to meet these people who you're seeing performing and they suddenly become very approachable to you and, and everyone's very welcoming into the community. Um, and if you have a little bit of experience, it gives you a situation where you can feel like you're, you know, uh, uh, helping raise people up. You sort of get that when you do do jams as well. Um, and it's just a super, super positive vibe and a super positive Can you explain community. what a jam is to our listeners? Oh, sure. A jam is uh, an opportunity sort of similar to camp where anyone regardless of, of improv level can get together and, and do scenes. And a lot of times they'll pair... Uh, improvisers who've had more experience with improvisers who are just starting out. Um, highly recommend it if you're interested in, in improv or do improv. Head to jams at the Magnet Theater. Uh, some nights of the week. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> some of the nights. Well, a musical is Tuesdays at 6. <laughs> and then regular is Wednesdays at 6 and Thursdays at 7. Great. Um, can you outline like the days of camp? Like what's the sketch? Where do you I, guys I sleep? I really can't. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so like, it's really tops. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on the website I checked. Oh yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. Everybody heads up Thursday morning, and so the first session is Thursday afternoon, and pretty much every day, like you wake you up, head up like together on a bus. Or people yeah, drive? people do a bus. Some people drive. They run a car up there. Some people, yeah. 
Um, we used to all take the train, which was a, which was a really stressful. So the bus is much better. Um, but yeah, you wake up, everybody has breakfast together. And then there's like basically like workshop sessions that each last about an hour and a half. So typically like in the morning you'll have two sessions and then there'll be free time and then you'll have lunch. And after lunch you'll have another session. Then there'll be like an optional session, like an elective session where if you like want to do more improv, you can totally do that. But if you also want to like go to the lake or the pool or canoe or play volleyball. So there's like, yeah, maybe like six hours of improv a day. Um, but you pretty much can kind of go to whatever you want. Like you're assigned into these groups, but it's, it's totally fine if you're like, I want to canoe right now. And you can kind of go do that. Um, and you know, before and after every meal is like a little bit of free time where people are kind of around playing and shooting hoops and, playing magic the gathering and i don't know it's pretty much anything anyone wants to do they'll like just like start doing um and there's a big mixer every night big jam like aaron was saying and that's in like there's a big theater space this, the camp that we go to is um pretty immaculate uh like it's really it, it, when you're thinking like tents and like summer camp i mean it's really like well built i think it holds like 700 kids when they have a summer oh, camp wow. like wow. it's really you big the name of the camp? iroquois springs okay. is the name of the camp uh, Can I say my favorite thing about this camp? Yeah, yeah. It's only been around for I think about ten years or so. It looks like from from the it's like founded two thousand six two thousand seven, yeah. and yet they have these plaques that make it <laughs> seem like this is like a seventy year old camp with these traditions <laughs> going all the way back. And I get it; you have to like aggressively push on that. But it's like Camp Iroquois Springs. We do this. We do this. We are tradition. We are legacy. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's good that you're laying the the roots for that. <laughs> Your camp is a fourth grader. I think it's like a really nice camp for possibly rich kids is my impression. <laughs> um, and then they do a lot of renting. Like there's usually like a, maybe another group who's like from a college or something who's like doing a orientation weekend or something. But you like almost never see them. I mean, the, the camp is so big. There's like a whole other section to it. Um, and you guys sleep in cabins or tents? Yeah. So there's cabins and hot water and showers and the food is tasty and yeah it's it's um there's a skate park <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Which, can you talk more about the mixers yeah so um pretty much after dinner you know once it gets dark people gather in the theater and uh it's run by like one or two of the teachers and there'll be different kind of themes to the mixers um one common one that we do at the theater all the time is is uh, we play like a song right before the scene starts and then that like allows you to use inspiration from that and that's a little less like heady than like getting a word that you then people especially newer people like get like panicked about versus just like if it's a song you can kind of take a feeling or a lyric or kind of whatever um it's a little more open and i think another night we often will do like a mixer that's like people write down lines of dialogue and then they're like in a bucket so you kind of pull it out and that's like the first line of the scene so it's like a really fun kind of surprise there last night we usually do something that's kind of centered around the different like groups so people are signed into like they often have been like animals. So it's like koala and uh, a grizzly bear and loon. And like, those are your like team names oh, for doing like improv here. workshops. Um, and so there'll be like a little kind of like, like kind of a show, but kind of just like a chance to like jam with each other, but within the groups. Um, it's super like non-competitive and, and very like open and fun. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it's really successful. Like I think like, that's the nice thing about having like a mixed experience group is like it, it like really raises the bar and um, the experience improvisers are on like their absolute best improv behavior because like I think the one thing that'll mess up experience improvisers is like out thinking themselves like getting too locked in of like what are you trying to go for versus like 
which they shouldn't be doing anyways, versus just like reading the text of what the person's done. So if someone's like super new, I can't like posit any intention upon your moves because I know you're just like freaking out and panicking. So all you can really do is be like, well, that's exactly what your character is doing. Like you, you have to just react to it, um, which makes for like really supportive, really fun scenes. Um, so yeah, it's, they're always really fun. I think like sometimes when people hear like improv jam, if you don't hang around an improv theater, that probably sounds like a nightmare. Like, <laughs> like watching bad improv is like not particularly fun. Um, but the jams are never bad. Um, they're, 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 they've got, they got a different energy to it. Um, it's always really supportive and fun and the scenes, you know, last a couple minutes at most. So it's not like you're stuck watching a bad improv team do a 30 minute set and it's just like gotten away from them and they're just like, Oh, let this end now. <laughs> this is the fourth time we've called back the principal on roller skates. Like we're, I mean, we're sick of this. Like, um, yeah, that's the jam. Rick, did you go to a camp when you were a kid? Oh, I sure did. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it's called Masquebec Hill. Mm-hmm. It was a really tiny camp on Lake Newfound in New Hampshire. It was 16 kids and four counselors at a time. What? 16 yeah. kids. 16 and kids. Four counselors. All boys. Even count as camp? That yeah. sounds more like a Boy Scout troop to it me. It's crazy. It was all <laughs> boys, and it was run. I went to an all boys middle school, and one of the teachers that ran this camp, his, his like family's estate in New Hampshire, like had this area. So he'd been running a summer camp for 25 years off of uh, his basically his house in New Hampshire. Yeah. So it was really cool. So there, there were bunks and waterfront and sailing and pretty much everything a normal camp has. But it was, it was really and ages were fourth grade to ninth grade. So Whoa. do you keep in touch with any of those guys? Yeah, I, I mean, I knew a lot of them from school yeah. as well. Um, but, but definitely, yeah. And I have like lots of fun memories from. I was there. Uh, I went there from eight, fifth grade to ninth grade, and then I was a counselor after that for four or five years. Wow. Yeah. And Aaron, wow. you also went to camp as a kid, right? Yeah, very different camp. Yeah. We had 16,000 children, <laughs> two counselors. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Uh, no, I went to, I was a camper for five years at a camp called Camp Timberlane for Boys in Wisconsin. Uh, camper for five years. I was a counselor for six years. I ended up leading like the leadership development program for the oldest campers. Uh, still very embedded in the community. My best friend from camp is now the associate director. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and visited in July. had a great time. People still remembered me, and that's like the biggest compliment you can Were pay. Were you a guitar guy at camp uh, or a music guy? Sounds like there's something attached to the <laughs> idea of a guitar guy. Um, I mean, I played. I, I learned to play guitar at camp, uh, kind of. Uh, and we had campfires every Friday night. And so uh, a lot of my friends and I would play the songs of the bands that we learned to love at camp. Uh, Guster and... <laughs> The perfect yep. band to learn yeah, about at camp. Uh, actually, in in January, it was Guster's twenty. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a Guster tangent, uh, but it was Guster's twenty fifth anniversary, and they did four nights of shows in Boston. And me and some of my camp friends went up and watched Guster four nights in a row. Oh and my god, that's insane! I went to their uh, the ten year anniversary of Lost and Gone Forever coming out, where they oh, just played. Yeah. They played two full sets, and the first set was like all of their new stuff, but then the second set was just Lost and Gone Forever straight through, and it was on Halloween. It was amazing. It was like one of the uh, best shows I've ever been to. We'll, we'll talk in about Boston, this at the Orpheum. At the Orpheum, we were at um, Paradise Rock Club in oh, Boston. Nice, yeah. When you invite <laughs> me back to talk about my other camp experience, well, but uh, it's one this of those. This is actually where, the like, Guster podcast. Yeah, now <laughs> I, I think all this is a big stain on the idea of camp <laughs> uh, <laughs> i would say the, the song of camp magnet yes uh, yeah, um, i was wondering if you guys have cheers or songs so apparently last summer and previous summers there was there was some inside joke about careless whisper okay. um, and one of my cabin mates uh in in my bunk 
had borrowed a saxophone from like his friend's sister, his coworker or something, Christ. and had learned to play Careless Whisper on the saxophone. Uh, and it just so happened we had a very musical cabin. I brought my ukulele. Someone else brought his guitar and a melodica. There were like two or three guitars. And we ended up playing Careless Whisper uh, for like probably 25 minutes straight uh uh-huh. just jamming and uh making up our own words and then doing very long uh rap breaks in between someone recorded the whole thing and, and still hasn't posted it to facebook i think because it's like because um, they're saving it for blackmail it would, <laughs> no this would be like my my audition tape for any role i ever want in the future <laughs> this is the the purest thing that was that was the camp song for me and happy birthday to you was the other camp song. Was it anyone's birthday? Uh, yes. So it was one of my friends, one of my good friend's birthdays on the first full day of camp. And she really did not want a big deal to be oh, made no. about it. And I'm an asshole. So uh, I made sure that we sung happy birthday uh, to you on the first day when it was her birthday. Um and then, because uh, there's a lot of bits at camp when you get a lot of, of uh, comedy people together, <laughs> at uh, every meal for the rest of camp, we continued to sing happy birthday to her to the point where some of these other groups that were also staying at the camp began singing oh. it as well. <laughs> it's good to know that you are responsible for that monstrosity of a bit. Because it like got away from you, right? Like, <laughs> like it, it, it got picked up by people who like didn't quite get that maybe she like didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I think it ended up being fine, but, um, but I don't know. Um, the, the other thing, yeah, like on that idea of like, it is kind of random, you know, you get a bunch of improvisers together and they're like, they're really good at like mimicking and mirroring each other and like picking up on like quick patterns and uh, just like going with the flow of a bit. Like when I'm hanging out with like all non-improvisers, I forget like how stiff everybody is and how like undown for fun people are, which, you know, and, and it's, and it's not like, it's not like everyone's trying to like joke all the time. You know, it's not like people like trying to like make each other laugh. It's people like riffing off of each other. It's like got a very different feel. Yeah. Um, like standing around with a bunch of people trying to outfunny each other is such a nightmare. But people were just like playing off of like what's already fun. There was like a, a I think two or three years ago we we had like there's a pool there, so we had like pool time, and um, there may be like forty people in the pool, and someone walked by with like they had like some like a like a a ball, like a inflated ball, and they tossed it in the pool, and someone hit it up in the air and shouted one, and then like on cue everyone just like two and like kept hitting it up and counting it and then when they like got to his like when it dropped like someone started going like wee and like splashing and then like instantly like everybody else like mimicked it it was like really it's just like a really big like everyone just like okay we're this what the thing we're doing and i remember the lifeguards who like work for the camp were like who are you guys yeah. like <laughs> they planned this right they, they were like on. is this a thing you do and i was like no that's just everyone's just like goofing off and like imitating each other um, sort of on that note, I have no idea how I'm going to describe this. I'm going to end up at a moment where I tried to describe why Mad Max Fury Road is so amazing the other day and just couldn't quite put words to <sighs> it. And this is going to be similar, but my possibly my absolute favorite part of camp, besides the workshops that I got to do with Rachel Hamilton, who's an improviser from California, based in California now, uh, was that on the final night there's a big dance party in the yeah, we're theater waiting to hear about this dance party oh it's it's uh the infamous dance party um i don't know just dance parties in general i usually <laughs> assume it. yeah so there's a big dance party um and there's uh is, is there you, alcohol at camp sorry Ooh, is there okay I mean, so I, that, that makes it sound bad that's actually not at all what the case was <laughs> um because you're doing improv workshops all day so most people uh at least this summer i've heard it's been different in previous summers but most people uh 
we'd enjoy alcohol at night, but typically yeah. during the day, it's like... Yeah. Wait, do you have a policy uh-huh. on that you need to share? Yeah, people will drink a little bit at the campfire, but we yeah. like to not encourage people to get fucking wasted. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Always smart. I will say the one... Like one thing that helps with that that I think is different from like uh, a regular adult summer camp that you guys uh, uh, enjoyed in a previous season of Happy Campers podcast. Thank you for the shout. I'm out. a fan. Uh, is that this isn't just a community that's coming together for like four days. There's also this community that we come back to later. Um, so there's just like this built-in level of respect and responsibility because these are people who uh, we're all going to be seeing again for a long time and very frequently. And yeah. so. Um, I think that creates a really good culture around um, how people behave and how people treat each other that, that also contributes to the really positive atmosphere besides improvisers just being like that, that anyway, cause that that's par for the course. Yeah. But that is, that's a great point that it extends back to, yeah. back to Manhattan. Like whatever back to you like do yeah. at camp, like it all. Yeah. So yeah. you just, like people you don't want to be an idiot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, but that's great that you can like get really close to someone at camp and then have this, you know, new friend in the city for the summer and, and beyond. Uh, and I ooh, chat a little bit uh, maybe about like any any camp romance starting and then if that lasts back in the city. Uh, and I'm speaking about romance in like a, a fun camp way, but I also feel like when I uh, we talk about things like, okay, everything like. Or even not just camp romance, but like do people like start improv teams based at camp or like like they're yeah they, i think a lot of people meet, really meet each well other and, and like, then they like julie wants to know about the romance <laughs> yeah julie wants to know about the romance. there's a couple to say, like, <laughs> about romance but also like there can uh, the, the, like the worst possible you know scenario is like oh yeah i'm up at camp so i can do anything and like you know people being creeps so like that's yeah you know, same, i like, like obviously that's not encouraged by the camp that you know hopefully does not right. happen my but it's my like you can have totally you can also have there's something special about fires and woods and like you can have a nice consensual romance as well being something someone who's like responsible for the whole thing i like don't want anyone to fall in love at all <laughs> i want no, i want no one to make any romantic connection because because like i for yeah like there's couples who've met at camp and they're really great but i also like i'm so i don't want anybody to be creepy i don't want anybody to view that as this opportunity because i also think that like part of that is um yeah like i think consensual stuff is obviously really great uh and then but you don't want people to um try to take advantage of the the, the, the kind of um the and, and this is also some of the thing with like being in an improv team with someone like i think when people are improvising together and they start dating i think sometimes that can be really great but i think often that can be um misreading the kind of intimacy that you're developing right um and it's similar at camp where like everyone's feeling really unguarded and really open and not that people are intentionally like manipulating that but but i do think that like I don't know. Real intimacy is like a little, <laughs> takes a little more work. So it's nice. I think like, it's nice to have it like kind of live at camp and, and not like, um, not like muddy it with, with, with the, just like trying to hook up with somebody. Um, obviously like I'm not in control of what everybody does, but that's like my goal that, you know, is for people to feel like safe Nobody, and like, they no don't have love. to be like hit on all weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and for, I think for the most part, people really respect that. But yeah, I, I know some long-term couples who've met at camp. And like at the theater too, and it's it's like yeah. you meet people, um, and like improv teams too. People have like form practice groups, and you meet someone from the theater who's like you didn't know. You know, you, you're not necessarily in classes with everybody. Um, you're in class with a small group of people who are actually at the theater, so you do meet a lot of fun improvisers who I'm sure people keep playing with. I was chatting with some improv friends last night about improv crushes. I don't know if either of you have improv crushes, but it's like the improvisers who you love so much, like you finally get a chance to talk to them and you're very flustered because you don't know what to say because you want to impress them. Definitely, definitely uh, a lot of improv crushes at camp. 
Um, but I also want to say that that kind of on what Rick was saying that not to not to pander, but I think that a lot of the vibe at camp comes top down from the way that uh, it's run and largely the way that I think Rick, you you do a great job of managing the fact that we're not it's like not a group of 11 and 12 year olds and the quote-unquote adult in the room which you know in retrospect now that we know it's like a 17 year old but it's not like the kids and counselors aspect it's sort of all uh, adults um, and I think you create a really great atmosphere of treating everyone like adults but also giving the structure and and the expectations that make everything go really great and Rick came at midnight to unclog uh, help unclog both of the toilets uh-huh. in our cabin because Important. we had uh, like 15 adult men using uh, a bathroom meant for 12 year old girls oh, no. for, for three and a half days oh, <laughs> I don't know that they build the bathrooms for the girls differently than the boys <laughs> <laughs> maybe there these just were weren't enough of them <laughs> <laughs> these were the smallest toilets I've ever seen I think they're kids they're kids toilets maybe and kids are smaller. But I don't know that like they're like, well, only girls are gonna be using this toilet, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no big really, dumps here. Let's really phone it in on the plumbing. Yeah. Um, uh, what about like if people who have never done improv before, like are very beginners, like how do you think that they yeah. do at camp? Is it like intimidating? Do you think that like I think um, it's, it's there's like nothing that we could do to make point? it not intimidating to a certain extent. I think people self intimidate in a situation like that where they know that other people know a little bit about this and they don't. But that's about as much as it goes, to be honest with you. Because no one is like, oh, you've never done improv before. Like, all of their worst fears about being excluded or about not being included, I, th- I think, are unfounded when you get there. Um, and the workshop groups are mixed experience, and the workshops are really geared towards working a specific skill or an idea that, that is really applicable to, to people no matter where they're at. And that's one of the nice things about improv in general is um, your higher-level skills are more about a pure understanding of the basics of what you do. Like as you grow as an, as an improviser, it's not like you learn like, now I can do an, an, an ollie kick flip McTwist. It's not like you learn like special new tricks. You learn how to like really actually listen or like really actually say yes to an idea. Like, and, and everything's just getting pared down and much, much simpler, much more powerful. So that's where like you can run workshops that's all focused on, like I read a workshop when you're on like using the environment, using the space. And like that is something that's useful to somebody no matter where they're at. Um, so yeah, even in the workshops, you know, you're doing improv the first time in general, is just kind of scary. Um, but yeah, every year there's a couple of people who've never done improv before, um, or who've taken like one level one class. Um, and it's amazing how good they are by the end of the weekend too. Just like practicing like all day, every day, you know, for a whole weekend, you, you improve pretty quickly. What's your favorite workshop that you teach? Oh my gosh. Um, every year I do a different thing. And, and so it's, it's a little, it's a little kind of like, because I'm from the magnet, I try to like figure out what the guest instructors are doing and then kind of base what I'm doing like off of that just so I'm not like repeating. So last year I did an, a workshop that was basically about like why is improv so hard, <laughs> which is essentially like sometimes when we're improvising, people are trying so hard to be interesting or funny that like they no one seems like a real person behaving. It just seems like we got to bake all these pies for the mayor. And it's like, what? It's like, why? Why does the mayor need pies? Why was this a panic? Like, Versus just like starting is so in the workshop I did last year, people we started with just like real conversations, people talking as themselves. You couldn't make anything up, and then like now you're talking as yourself, but you're folding laundry, and now you have to change your voices, and you know, and just like slowly building back in the elements of a scene, and and to keep that like real life feel of like oh, like when I'm watching it, I, these look like two people actually interacting with each other. You think like when you say like a movie too, it's like if the actors don't seem like, I mean, this sounds like a really dumb simple observation, but like they need 
you need to believe that it's not acting. <laughs> like right. if you're constantly reminded that like th- this is a line read that they're like reading off a script, it like takes you out of the movie. So I think that's with improv too. Of like, if this feels kind of forced, uh, then you're like, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how funny the idea is because it's not gonna. You're not gonna care about it. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys. You shared a couple like funny memories that you used to, like the in the pool and all that. Do you guys have a favorite kind of heartfelt memory of like some maybe something that happened with you or someone you know in your bunk or someone who really grew in their time there? Uh, well, I hope this doesn't get too sappy. Um, I asked. The word is heartfelt. So okay, get the <laughs> tissues ready, <laughs> listeners. Hit me hard. Uh, but so even though Rick and I are like theoretically in the same improv group, oh. just because there's there's uh, enough of an age gap between us, and I took a different level one class, so I've never uh, uh, taken a class with you at Magnet. Um, we really never have had much of a chance to chat. Uh, but the, I guess Friday night, I believe maybe Saturday night there was uh, a large camp activity that I neglected to participate in for personal reasons, uh, which ended up with a small group of people who were at the campfire that night. Uh, and so I feel like we got to really chat with each other for oh, the first well, time. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, that just made it seem like everybody like did something illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I declined the orgy and went to the campfire. No, th- there's a game that people play that I chose not to not to play. Uh, and I feel like we got to chat for the first time, and it was really nice. Uh, we didn't go particularly deep on anything, but just to, to chat with you for the first time, I thought that was that was really nice. Aww. Oh, jeez. So sweet. <laughs> I hate being at the campfires. I know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's like a lot of... You get a lot of, you get a lot of those moments of just like, yeah, getting to know somebody that you, you, didn't, you didn't otherwise know. Um, uh, and, and I think seeing people kind of like come out of their shell a little bit, you, you end up in these you, being like, there's like little camp heroes, like, like that game of werewolf always produces someone who's like, achieves this weird notoriety. Can you explain werewolf? So werewolf is like, um, there's like 12 of us and like we're each assigned a role. So there's like two secret werewolves and then everyone else is trying to figure out like who the werewolves are. So you're trying to like vote, you're voting people out. It's like mafia. It's mafia. It's exactly mafia. I would say the downside of the Camp Magnet werewolf game is that it lasts for like almost three hours. Um, Because everyone's like a ton of people playing. There's a lot of people and like everyone plays like a character in the town and it just gets, it's too much. Also, how many people? Like 60 people will play. But at camp. At camp. um, Last year we had about 85 campers and then like 10 counselors. Great. The year before, we had about 120. Um, so it's like usually in that range. Uh, the upside of the werewolf game at camp is that it goes for three hours. And so it gets really high stakes, intense. And like everyone who, it's like a spectator sport. Like everyone who's eliminated then stands around the outside of the circle and can see like who the werewolves are and everything. So it really is like watching, it's like esports or something that you're watching. Yeah, yeah. You're watching like it's all like the strategy player. Yeah, two years ago, my. Uh, girlfriend was the werewolf and she won she like beat everybody and she's extremely sweet and not the ever person you no. could ever you could ever think could lie to anyone which is mostly true um and the second i get in there i was like oh she's the werewolf <laughs> she's definitely the werewolf but like everyone else like you know didn't really know and and it was a really like shocking kind of thing i kept trying to remember who last year like won or got eliminated or things like that but it's like yeah sometimes it's like that person who like Figures out who the werewolf is, or like, is the werewolf they like? They're like the camp hero for the next couple of days, um, and that always it's like, yeah, it's fun to see everybody on that first day not know anybody or feel kind of 
it's very much like sit at the table of the person who's sitting by themselves. Like it, you, no one is there with like a big crew of people. So, but you all have this connection. Like, like you was saying, like you all have this, like uh, um, whether it's the magnet specifically or just like the idea of improv, you know, you all are connected to this like larger community. So it, it, I think that helps bridge that gap of like, I'm going to come talk to you and like say hi. Cause you already have like something in common. I will say one of the most interesting things just sort of as like an outside observer thinking about camp for me as a, as an experienced camper is that there is this very weird dynamic that matches actual summer camp, but just over the course of like three and a half days where the first day everyone's like moving into your bunks and you're like kind of feeling out the other people and, you know, sort of figuring out who your new friends are. And then the last night it's this campfire and it's like very serious and emotional about this journey that you've gone through. But instead of eight weeks, it's been like two and a half days and yeah. everyone's still like very sad to go. So it, it's very much camp in miniature, which is, which is very sweet. That's great. All right. Thank you guys for answering all our questions. I feel like we uh, learned a lot. Got a that was great. I like didn't even speak. Magnet. They just like it's went with it and it was amazing. Uh, we are, for, we're going to let our listeners know how they can sign up for Camp Magnet and yeah. find out all the info. Um, but first, we're just going to, with a little bit of time that we have left, we're basically going to invite the two of you uh, to do a, sh- a short, short scene uh, uh, as if you're at camp. Uh, but I'll give you a word of inspiration. No, I want to give the word, and I want you to be in on the scene. Oh, okay. So it's a three-person scene. Is that too much? Is that not a thing? No, it's doable. We know how to. Listen. Oh, for experienced improvisers, a three-person scene is nothing. Okay, great, <laughs> great, great. But for intermediate, intermediate improvisers, <laughs> it could be and a challenge. Intermediate. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna flop on this. Um, okay, so I, I just. I don't really have the mic in my hand, so I'll do a lot of um, object work that no one can yeah, yeah, see. Yeah, Aaron's gonna take my mic after I give the word. I appreciate okay. this. I'm so, all about my detailed space work, so right. this is Sammy, not going to communicate you're also, well. You're also in charge of editing the scene after two minutes. I am? No, Sammy is. Ending okay. the scene after two minutes. It's called editing in the world oh, of improv. Okay. I mean, like, I'm has always like in a... charge of editing this whole podcast. So, <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So it's a camp-themed word. She's an advanced editor. And I'm going to go with marshmallow. Not too, not, not too close to the fire. You gotta put it down. You gotta put it down. You oh, like by the like by the coal, so you're gonna get so smoky. Jeez, you're making this so complicated. I just no, wanna... It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, it's just like we only get one each, so I just don't want you to mess it up. I'm just gonna burn it at the end anyway. So I don't know what the what the big deal is. Uh, we just are really invested in your s'more being good. I don't know why. This why is you your one. This is your one s'more. Yeah, Lionel. We all summer you talk about how when you get your s'more, it's gonna be so amazing. <laughs> And already, like, you're clearly not investing the type of energy you need to be investing. This camp gives us once more per summer. <laughs> on the last night on of camp. On the last night of camp. We don't, there's, we don't get to eat sugar the whole rest of the summer. This is so big. And, like, we're not even going to roast ours until you're done because we want to make sure that you have the best experience ever. You're putting a lot of pressure on me. This is, like, this is a very The pressure's pressure. there. It's the a pressure's pressure. there. We're not putting it on right. you. Your stick is in the fire. This is your moment. You've been waiting all summer for this moment. Jesus Christ, can I get a little bit of space? Oh, my God. Yeah. Fine, okay. fine, 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 fine. He nope. is totally blowing this. Oh my god, this is just like I feel like crying. He doesn't even understand. You should cry if you feel like that. I, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to cry. The more you talk about it, the more the more pressure there is. Okay, we're having a moment. We're letting you have a moment. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Let it out. He's ruining his life. It's okay. There's nothing we can do about it. We just have to be here to support. He's not gonna amount to anything if this he's, is how he big not, situations. It's true. All right, all right. How's it look? Um, fi- it looks not great. Gee, 
Yeah, to be to be frank, you know. To be frank, there's a lot of ash. There's a lot of ash. Did you did you roll it in the ash? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh my god. I said put it by the coals. Oh, Lionel, just you know, throw yourself in the fire. Same hey. improv. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. I was laughing a lot. Um uh, these fun. are some Thank uh, you guys. Uh, intermediate <laughs> Intermediate plus <laughs> improvisers ah. right here. I call that improv for humans. <laughs> That's just a little thing I made up. So um, all right. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Rick for sharing your stories. Um, Thank you. So if we. It was a, a, an absolute pleasure, ladies. Oh, appreciate. So if people, our listeners, want to find out about the Magnet Theater to take any classes or see shows in New York City, check out their website, www.magnettheater.com. And if you want to sign up for their camp, Camp Magnet, which we just heard all about, uh, you can find all the info on their website. Dates will be announced, uh, I believe, at the beginning of December, and then uh, registration will be live January 1st. And if you're interested in improv, you should check out uh, Rick's amazing show that he has every Sunday at the Magnet Theater at 7.30 now. Yeah. Cornfeld and Andrews. It's uh, my favorite improv show in the entire city. Oh, uh, even if you don't think you like improv, you should see the show before you make that call because it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely incredible. You'll be surprised how not like improv it feels. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Amazing. Thank you so much for Thanks coming so much. on. Um, we're going to plug our social media now. Yay, happy uh, campers. Find us on iTunes and rate a review and then subscribe. Seriously, do it. Um, spread the word about how you love our podcast. To your camp friends and to people who hate camp. Check us out on our brand new redesigned website, www.happycamperspodcast.com. Find us on Insta at Happy Campers Podcast. Twitter at Happy Campers Pod. Or send us an email about how you want to be on the podcast or whatever, about anything. Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can contact us through the website so you don't even have to remember that email address. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, friends, for listening. Have a lovely tomorrow. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out. Boom. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.